We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand, just understand my pocket's that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And it can't compete, and I got nothing to lose. You told me I'm the one that's gonna benefit. Never been a threat. Ah, yes. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum, the number one sports betting vibe on the internet. I am your delightful host, Nick Deus. At Nick Deus, as you can find me. To my right, wearing a jersey of a guy who's no longer on the team. That's just, uh, you don't have to start. Josh Williams of the American Fan 365. <laughs> I, I literally said that earlier on my show, like, this is now a, another jersey relic of, of a time once had. <laughs> yeah. I, and if he ends up being a Hall of Famer, it's a classic. Let's not hope that. <laughs> I mean, I hoped, I wished that for him, but yeah. I mean, if it happens now, it just leads into another long line of sadness for the past few decades. I want to pick up with that right after we introduce our guest, a guy who is a friend of the show, has been on the show many, many times in the past. And through the content space, you get to meet a lot of cool people for real. And I've told them this on the show and in private. Bo Templin is in the building, in studio, finally made that happen. What's good, bro? Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to say it's a slight upgrade from the last in-studio podcast that we did. Yeah. Just a slight notch above. This is good work, brother. Nice job. Listen, this is uh, this is definitely an upgrade. Um, the vibe in, in the studio and the story, a shout out Queens was pretty dope too, bro. Lil Harlem. Yeah, Lil Harlem, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It was a good time over there too. Yeah. A lot of a lot more gritty. Yeah, it's earned. It was it's more new, rugged. It's New York. Yeah, it listen, was more rugged. Listen, it's, it's bootstraps. Yeah, it's cool that I don't need to anymore like clap to line up the audio, which is really nice because that was something. You remember I would stop down to do that, bro. dude. I've told this story so many <laughs> times, bro, but it's a classic. It shows. Shout out to Josh and Brian in the control room for making shit way easier than what I had to do. But dude, I used to have I know. the two iPhones. I would have two iPhones set up, right? And I would have a Zoom recorder. Microphones were on fire. Shout out to the Patreon members, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. They helped buy the microphone. So I had the, I used to call these the Joe Rogan mics because the first time that I saw them was on Joe Rogan. Yeah. And uh, these are like the top of the food chain the, kind of the microphones. Sure, the sure yeah. Mic. And uh, I had a couple 
set up over there. So I would have the Zoom recorder. I would press record on the cameras, the iPhones. And then I would press record on the Zoom recorder. And then I'd literally just like... Yeah, get the audio spikes. That's right. And then get to editing. So we've come a long way. Now we got people that can help us build out the show. So shout out to everybody here in the studio. When I visited you in Astoria and we recorded, it was the first thing you said on air. You go... You know what the claps are for? Yeah. Okay. I said, like, come on, dog. I've recorded a pod. I know yeah. exactly what it's for. And you were like, all right, all right. I, it almost felt like I was like earning like a badge or something was like, I knew what the claps meant. You know what I mean? Not everybody knows what the claps mean. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. You know what I'm saying? For real. Oh, That's why man. I was laughing. Because oh, like, I was like, I understand what you mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> claps can be misinterpreted that too. Mean, that's why I was oh, laughing. Oh, I'm, that's why I I'm, died. Yeah, right? Oh. So I'll, I'll be 33 in March, but I'm still immature. You know, Freezing. I watch wrestling once a week. So Freezing. shout out to wrestling too. Hey, the passing Paisan is about to take the field in a couple of minutes. <laughs> that's so. on me. But dude, um, yeah, man, it's great to have you in studio. I'm glad that we made that happen for real. Everything I said, it was sincere. And one of the reasons why I was always explaining that when I would record with people is because the amount of times that I would do the clap, not those claps, Josh, I know you get excited, but the times that I would do the clap, people would look at me so confused. I'm like, yeah. and then I would have to break it down. But yeah. I those days, Those days are gone. Yeah, they're gone, man. And uh, yeah, shout out to everyone that's been listening to the show to make this happen. That's dope. That's 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 a testament and that a testimony is. for sure. That is. All right. How do you guys want to start? Hey man, it's your show. I, I can't. I can't. Uh, can't sway the message. Well, I'm, I'm in a good mood today. You showed up on time. Shout out to Josh. Wow. You, you show up two times late, and you forever are now the late guy. Yeah, you're the late guy, bro. dude. Oh. I, I was like. I was here an hour early because I was just, I was not going to deal with it. I was not going <laughs> to deal with no Las Vegas traffic, none of it at all. Um, I will say I'm a little bummed that we couldn't record tomorrow mm. because the Giants have a big game in like an hour. Do they not? Yeah. Against? Your team. My father's Green Bay Packers. Go. It would have been interesting, I guess, perhaps, you know, we could have reacted to that, but all good nonetheless. Uh, excited for a good reaction maybe to the NFL week? Yeah, I thought it was a pretty cool week. Some big games. I think there is a doubleheader Monday Night Football tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... I know, it was really weird. Because I, I, I'm looking at the screen and the screen showed the, the Packers and I'm like, ah, that's a rerun. Mm, no. Yeah, Packers, Giants, and then Titans, Dolphins are kicking off in about an hour. It's a big spread. Yeah. Big favorites. I we took we took Miami, thirteen and a half in circa, and, and we got the Giants plus six and a half tonight. So Packers got a lot of guys out. So let's see. Oh, that, and that line has moved to minus five and a half now. So you got it at a good. We number. got a we got a really good number. Yeah, maybe number. maybe a pinch for the Packers here. A little talk of the town team right now. Feel right, like everyone's buzzing. Oh, love looks good. And again, I'm like rooting. For for the Packers to play well, you know, my whole family are all Packer fans, but yeah, the, the buzz is pretty high right now. You could see you know, the public kind of swaying in that direction. I mean, look, listen, they've had, they have good coaching. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody that always wants to jump off a bridge one way or another, if you have good coaching, it, it's going to bear out in the, in the end. You know what I mean, just my take on it. I mean, everyone that's been listening to the show knows my take on the Packers. I said this before they played the Lions. It was before Thanksgiving. I said, if they could weather the storm, these next two games, because they played at Detroit 
and then home to Kansas City. If they could leave that one and one, I think this is a team you got to watch out for. And then they ended up leaving it two and zero. Jordan Love, the last three games he's played has been absolute money. He's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and I think a lot of that has to do with yo. He was a he was a a rookie basically, right? Yeah. Like it was his first time, so obviously he's gonna have the growing pains, and that's why I thought Green Bay they were my pick to win the division. You know what, bro? It's, it's not looking as bad as it as we thought. Yeah, yeah. Twelve and five was crazy. You know, I you're, was. You're also like this Raiders Vikings game away yesterday <laughs> from it being really in good shape for the Packers too. But I don't even think it's Minnesota that I'd be worried about if I'm if I'm Green yeah, Bay. Yeah. I think it's it's Detroit, yeah. and Detroit's schedule the rest of the way is pretty favorable. But the Packers, if they win tonight, which I I think they win, but I think the Giants cover. Yeah, I think it's one of those sloppy games with all the guys that Green Bay has out. And it was something that we were previewing last week when we were talking about it. This Packers team is legit, man. They have weapons on both sides of the ball. And Jordan Love is just, he's so volatile. We didn't know what to make of him. That's why I think the ceiling could have been so high. And yeah. then the floor was so low with them too. Since we don't know what's going to happen in that game, I do want to pick up with something that went down yesterday. And uh, as we have the ISO cam here, shout out to Brian for leaving the ISO cam. Uh, I'm going to pat myself on the back for my dear Buffalo video, baby. We're circling the wagons. The Bills, I'm back. Shouts to the 716 Elmwood Avenue. The boy is back. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And not once, not twice. Not three times on four different occasions, fellas. Your boy, ISO Cam on Josh. Look how upset he looks. Yeah. Your boy, Kadarius Tony, which I tried telling all Kansas City Chiefs fans. I told everybody if you're excited that he's your wide receiver one or he's one of your starting wide receivers, expect him to do some dumb shit. And it might be lining up offsides. It might be offensive pass, offensive pass interference. It might be a muff punt. And then it might just be that he'll have a 100-yard game and then miss seven weeks because he pulls a hamstring. Because I got to see it in person. I got to see it when he was on my team. And yo, he's a game changer. You saw the Super Bowl. He swung the game with that punt return. And that's and, the thing. And the touchdown. And the touchdown. And he's... A great player when he's on the field, but he does do dumb shit, and he's probably cost them three wins this year. I will say this, and this is the reason why I put it in my story yesterday. The second this child committed that penalty, my phone blew up with Giant fans. Like, no other fan did me. Like, I, like out of nowhere, I got flooded by about 15 texts. And, it was like, and everybody had the same laugh. Everybody was sending gifts. It, it was just, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a sad bit of business, but uh, come on, Sergeant No Brows. I need, I need you. That's Young Joker, bro. Young Joker, the mixtape. <laughs> he dropped the mixtape when he got drafted. Young Joker, that's his rap name. That was his social media handle. I don't know if it's still his social media handle, but. And another piece has fallen into place. <laughs> I will. So you talked about his good performance in Super Bowl or just the playoffs last year. Yeah. Tough week for Tony. I'm not going to defend, right? Right. Tough week. There's no, nothing you can really say about it. But if the Chiefs end up in the playoffs and play well and Tony plays like he did in last year's postseason, none of this matters. And it's honestly not that different than like 
trying to think of a good comparison. Tim Duncan, hold on. Tim Duncan, very average, like free throw shooter in the regular season. But something like what happened, like come playoff time, like just taking the, the reps a little more seriously. Maybe it's the nerves of the other players that everyone else drops to a level and he stays the same. If Tony plays fine come postseason time, no one will remember this stuff. They'll, this play in instance, yes, they'll probably remember because it could have been the greatest play of Travis Kelsey's career. Ooh. But outside of that, right? Outside of the just the single play, and if you're just talking about the loss, come playoff time, he plays well. This isn't an issue. We were watching the game together yesterday when that happened. Do you remember what I told you when that play went down? Before we knew about the penalty and all that? Do you remember? Trying to talk to me. Crazy. You guys don't pay attention when I talk. That's, that's uh, a problem with you too, bro. I tried to tell everybody about Buffalo. I tried to tell you guys about the Packers. And then, and then when I'm holding these tickets at 50 to 1, right now the, the Bills, right? The Bills are 20 to 1. Told everybody. They were on the bye week. They were 50 to 1. No one pays attention. And then they complain. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then, and then they, they complain. complain. All right. What'd you say? What I said <laughs> was, I think that's the future of football. Oh, okay. Okay. Those type of, those type of plays. Bro, how do you stop that? It's schoolyard bullshit, but that right. looked choreographed. That, that was beautiful. Legit. Yo, we're going to hit Kelsey on a post route. He's running. He has two defenders on him. No one ever thinks to pick up a guy like Tony. They've done they've done that before. Yeah, they've done that a bunch of times. You know what I'm saying? I've but seen some them of them that. have been a little bit more scripted. Like there's the famous one. They were playing the Lions. Tony, uh, Kelsey catches a pass and he kind of laterals it to LaShawn McCoy coming yeah. on like an end around. That looked a lot more scripted. I think that was all improvised. I think he caught that pass. He's running. He's about to get tackled. He's like, yo, 20 yards away from me is Kadarius Tony. Let me throw it to him. And he just walks into the end zone. I really think that's the future of football. And it could get sloppy because then it's laterals, then it's a fumble, it's a live sure. ball. But bro, how do you stop that? A guy's running a, a, a post route, catches the ball. He has a defender coming this way to cut him off. And then you're over there. It's like, yo, I'm a lateral it to you. Now I'm a blocker. Bye. <laughs> yo, I think that's, the, I, I dead ass think that's the future of football. So the, the only interesting like uh, dynamic, right? Say, say guys start to lateral it way more, right? Kelsey's throwing it across the field. All of a sudden being able to break tackles becomes a lot more valuable because a guy like Kelsey, instead of having to send five guys to go track, tackle Travis Kelsey. They're going to say, oh, Tony's on the other side. We have to keep someone over here. Mm. All of a sudden, if Kelsey's able to break two tackles, which he is, but I'm saying for the rest of the league. He's gone. Uh, yeah, he's gone. The game would change a lot if you started to see it. But I don't think they'll, they won't do it for five yard gains. The only way you'll see teams do it is if they think they have a shot at gaining 15, 20. It's got to be like a significant gain to risk, you know, losing the possession. Or, or points. I mean, yeah. because listen, like you said, that's a live ball. So once that ball gets in the air, you can just, if you're anywhere near Kadarius Tony, I could just take him out. I don't, he's not a, he's not, he's no longer like an unguardable offensive player. Like I can just take him out and the ball is now live. You know what I'm saying? Cause you've lateraled the ball. The ball is, is, is free game. So once the ball's in the air, you could light up Tony. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you know it's why saying? sometimes you'll see a pass interference gets called and all the players are like, yo, it got tipped. Because if yeah, it gets like tipped, yes. I could tackle you. I can you. light them up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So once that ball is already in play, it is no longer in the in the quarterback's hands now, essentially. Mahomes and the Chiefs, I feel like, have been pretty likable the last couple of years. Like, they're a team that they're fun. They're explosive. They put up a lot of points. Are you starting to get soured on them with the complaints? I feel like they've been complaining a lot lately. I 
Yesterday is probably the moment where people are going to start to recognize it, but I think it's actually a combination of like the the Taylor Swift stuff probably, right? Mm-hmm. As well. You're also getting like Trav and Patrick just jammed down your throats during commercial breaks, right? It's State Farm. It's that like um, Pfizer or whatever it is that, you know, Travis yeah, is doing. Experian We're too, being, like credit scores and shit. Right, you see yeah, that? Right. Yeah. We're the just being one. like fed so much chief stuff. And then yesterday, everyone in the world knows that he was lined up, you know, in the neutral zone and Mahomes is just frustrated. So he's pissed off at the refs, but like, he wasn't pissed off at the refs. He was pissed off at Tony. He just can't publicly go out and scream at Tony. Yeah. So he chose to do it at the refs instead. Yeah, that was another thing. He was off sides. Yeah, no, like- <laughs> Yeah, he definitely was. He, he was definitely off sides. <laughs> That's not, that is not up for debate. <laughs> and I think you should take your anger out on your teammate there. Which by the way, bro, the dumbest penalty, the dumbest penalty in football, I think is defensive holding being a first, run, first down. I think that's really dumb. When it's like third and 18 and a defensive holding now, which is a five yard penalty is an automatic first down. That's crazy. You're saying the punishment is dumb. The punishment yes, is dumb. Yes. Yeah. Not, not the penalty. Not the penalty. The actual dumbest penalty I think is false start on wide receivers or offsides on wide receivers because you're literally looking at the ball. Yeah. And you're, and you know, the snap count and you're always the last one to react. So those used to, and still do, I think it's the one where it's, it's embarrassing when you jump off sides as a wide receiver. It's it's unfortunate. It's definitely unfortunate. I will say that. It's just nuts, man. But what do you make of Buffalo winning? Tell the two halves though, because Buffalo played really well in the first half, second half. They were just trying to give that game away. <laughs> I, I looked up and I was like, 17, 17. It was 14, nothing. Yeah. So for the, the simple fact that the Chiefs even came back and made that a game was already interesting. Um, but, uh, you know, look, these Bills, I might have something to say about the Bills later on in the show. Uh, but, uh, I mean, they they have... they. Josh Allen, when he Josh Allen is good, especially he's been kind of taking and putting the ball in his hands more this year, I think. Um, uh, something to be said. What, what do you think? Uh, th- there was a couple instances, I think, during the game yesterday where I, I told you, Nick, that Allen has a case of Brett Farvitis, where your yeah. arm is so strong that it yeah. probably gets you into a bit of trouble because yeah. you think you can, you know, squeeze the ball through any window. And that happened a handful of times, but I actually, okay, let's, let's pretend like yesterday was the Kansas City Chiefs of 2020, right? No questions about this team. They're one of the best teams in football. We don't have the questions that we have about them this year. Say they beat a really good Chiefs team. That Bills team kind of looked like the Bills team of two years ago when Dable was in charge because Cook was kind of eating at running back yesterday. And I I feel like uh, Josh Allen at his best is going to be partnered with like a really solid running back because once Allen starts to like sling it a lot and the Brett Farvitis starts to kick in, that's when they get in trouble. I think a big indicator for the Bills' success is going to be, you know, the running back play, James Cook. Mm, yeah. Which was good yesterday, hence why I think they won. Protects the ball too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, yeah. just it, it protects your quarterback. You don't have to have your quarterback dropping back 45, 50 times a game if we can run the ball effectively. And it's about to get cold in Buffalo if it isn't already. So throwing the ball into that headwind is just, I mean, it's already not a good recipe, but yeah, to your point, I think it definitely does help them. Yo, I think the craziest thing is it's a big, big win for the Bills going in there. They've 
now won three times in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only time that they haven't won have been in the playoffs, but in the regular season, they go in there and they're not intimidated by them. And then also with Allen, dude, we had this segment a couple of years ago when I was still back home in New York. And it was about if you knew for a fact this player, this quarterback, was going to have his A-plus game. How many guys would you pick over him? Yeah. So you're just the peak of the peak. Like, like who if has I the know, highest peak in the NFL at quarterback? Give me any matchup this Sunday, but you know for a fact, Josh, that this quarterback is bringing his A game and this quarterback is bringing his A game. Who would you pick over Josh Allen? Outside of Mahomes? Bro, I, I think I might even pick him over Mahomes because I think he's more creative and unique as a runner of the football too. Uh, I mean, but look, I, I'll not say that Mahomes it. don't run. Yeah, well, but Mahomes doesn't run a lot, but when he does, right, it's for thirty yards and like a third and twenty five. Right, right, right. <laughs> but he could move. Yeah, I'm saying though, like if you knew for a fact, like I think Lamar is in that combo too. At his at his absolute like, best. Yeah, I'm saying like if you know for a hundred percent certainty, if you had a time machine and you knew that this weekend these two quarterbacks, these two teams are playing each other. And you knew for a fact this guy was having his best game possible and this guy was having his best game possible. I don't know how many guys you would take over Josh Allen. And he didn't even have that crazy of a game yeah, yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, but he, that's kind of the, that a little bit. My point is like, I think for the Bills to have success, it can't be necessarily like Josh Allen throwing for 400 and four tuds almost. Like, yeah. in a way, there's a, there's something in the middle between the two where like, you know, you can't pound the football. You still got to let Josh Allen, you know, get out into space a little bit, you know, shed a tackle. And then he throws something 30 yards down the field and it's fucking nuts. But outside of, outside of that, I think there's a little bit of a balance in order for the bills, but I, I hear what you're saying. Like Josh Allen's fastball is as good as anyone's in the league. I, I, I don't know if I can necessarily take him over Mahomes on a good day, but yeah. goddamn, that fastball is pumping. Look, it's, it's Mahomes, Burrow and, and, and Lamar outside of Josh. That you can say any any of those, uh, you know. What I mean, you you put your hands up and say, "Well, whoever's the best that day is just yeah." It just happened. Maybe the defense did something to help us. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, it's it, th- that's the four. When they're be- when they're on their game, there's almost nobody in the league that can touch them. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to argue against that. And look, they, the thing with Buffalo before we wrap up on this game is they're still 11th in the playoff seating. But you look at the rest, you look at the rest of the teams that they're going up against. It's the Colts. It's Browning with the Bengals. It's the Steelers, Joe Flacco and the Browns. I think it's, you know, Houston, who knows how long CJ Stroud is going to be out for. I just think that Buffalo, that was a big win for them. And it's only going to get more difficult. That was another reason why they were 50 to one to win the Super Bowl when I bet them. Because now this week they play Dallas. They play them at home, but their schedule is tough. They got another game against Miami. That might be, at the, it's at the end of the year, but that might be for the one seed. If that Buffalo Browns game with, so assume Flacco's at quarterback. If that Browns Buffalo game is in Cleveland, what do you think the spread should be? Four. I think it might be like Bill might be like Browns minus one and a half. Yeah. And people are going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a fishy line. I think that's a very appropriate line. And I guess that was my point is like that Browns D dude, they cause problems for quarterbacks. And if you're 
a QB who would just, you know, I hate sounding like a Josh Allen critic because it's stupid to sound like that. But, you know, maybe one of his downfalls is that he's a little aggressive with the football against the Browns. That could be tricky. I don't know. Just that yeah. caught my attention. He has a propensity for giving the ball away is what you're saying. Propensity. Times. <laughs> good use. Good use of the word there. Very good word. Very good word. You know how I get when I hear these big words. Bro. <laughs> you get excited every I get time. very excited. Every time yeah. I throw something out. Bills are at Buffalo with the Cowboys this week, then go to the Chargers, who probably aren't going to have Justin Herbert, so that game doesn't look as intimidating. Then you're home to the Patriots, revenge game, because they beat you. For the 300th win. And then you go to Miami to end the year. And again, we don't know. That might be Miami is rested because they're the one seed. Who knows what that's going to come down to. But I think Buffalo is... Buffalo checks all the boxes for a team that could definitely make noise because they got the quarterback, dude. They got the quarterback. And maybe, yo, maybe now they don't have the pressure that they had all these other years. I like this. I like this a lot, Nick. They don't don't have the same... Look, the expectations coming into the year was that you were a Super Bowl contender. And then it looks so shaky. Now it's like you kind of got to win out and get in. And now if you get in, you're going to be a wild card team. Nobody's taking you serious. Yeah. Whatever. You're playing with house money. And and there's a there's a huge also misconception because everyone's like, yo, who's gonna be the hot team going into the playoffs that can make the Super Bowl run? It's like, bro, that's only happened like a handful of times. Last yeah. couple of years, it's been the one seeds that end up going through. Like last year, everyone was like, yo, who's the hot team? Who's the hot team? It ends up being the Eagles and the Chiefs, <laughs> who were both the one seeds. So, yeah, there are certain teams that are gonna be difficult for you to match up with, but I think Buffalo because they have the quarterback is definitely one to. To keep your eye out. And I know I am. My pockets are too. Buffalo still, uh, they they look a little bit like your 07 uh, Giants. They uh, have that kind of a feel. Look, Josh Allen, definitely a way better quarterback. I, I, you and the defense that, isn't the 07 yeah. Giants deep. That's I fair. like the vibes though. I, like, yeah. I agree but with the just, vibes. Just in terms of what you're saying in terms of getting in and then it's like, oh, you're just happy to be here. But it's like, no, we're not happy to be here. We have the quarterback. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whereas a lot of teams that are just happy to be there, they don't have a quarterback that's actually going to lead them anywhere. They're happy to be here. We'll figure it out next year. And Buffalo has a couple losses on the schedule that are one one score games, one possession games. It's the overtime loss to the Jets. Yeah. It's the the game against the game against the Broncos on Monday Night Football. It's the game against the Eagles where he misses Gabriel Davis the same way he missed them yesterday too. They're like the anti-Vikings of last year. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where the Vi- like the Vikings get all these like one score games and then the, the record at the end of the year, you're like, wow, this Vikings seems really, <laughs> this is almost the opposite where the Bills don't look Bro, as good as they probably hard, are. It's hard to replicate that. I, I swear <laughs> if there's anything you guys take from this show ever, when you think of veterans minimum, just remember that when a team does really well in one score games one year, it's not going to be replicated. It's just not because those bounces... Dude, who knows? Next year, if the Tony play happens again, maybe they don't call them offsides. Right? It's like you you just, those calls don't always go your way. And that's why those games are so important. Shout out Buffalo, though, bro. Dear Buffalo. Dear Buffalo, Dear baby. Buffalo. Dear, dear Buffalo. Uh, give me another game you want to talk about. Give me something you want to talk about. Oh, man. Uh, the Lions. The Lions. Uh, completely lay an egg versus the uh, 
versus the Bears again. And remember, they were they were down big to the Bears earlier in the season, but then they had that late comeback to like, oh, you know, these Lions are getting it. They're figuring it out. To do that again, when I went into church, they were up 14, I think, to seven. I think it was 14-7. And they didn't score again. That was basically They must it. have not gone to church. Then. Like, for real. <laughs> like, I was like, I went to church like, yeah, I feel good about this one. This, this, this ticket looks good. No, no. <laughs> no. I get out. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> like, they didn't score again? So, my, my one Lions take-ish, and I, I told you this yesterday, though. Like, beginning of the year. Fantasy owners across the league are freaking out that Gibbs is not getting touches, right? What the hell? He's so talented. He's electric, blah, blah, blah. Why is Montgomery getting the ball so much? It feels like every game that Gibbs plays well, the Lions lose. And every game that Montgomery gets fed, they win. But it's boring. It's not fun. Like, I, I get it. It's not entertaining. But um, yeah, maybe that's just me, the David Montgomery fantasy owner talking. But like, it does feel like if the Lions want to win, Montgomery has to be there to pass block. Yeah, they have to be. They have to be a little bit more boring. I'm. I'm one of the fantasy owners that took Jamison Williams, thinking like, "Oh yeah, he's about to explode." Negative, negative. I should have left him. Left him on the uh, on the scrap heap where he was. It was a wasted pick. You know he's my boy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm aware. He's I'm aware. He's us. one of you. <laughs> he's one of us. Likes to bet, bro. If you like the bet, hey. You like the bet. You one of us. Calvin Ridley too. That's Calvin that's Ridley's a, definitely one of us. That's the president Calvin, of, the, of the club. He's the he's the president of the the fan club of the one of us fan club. Calvin Ridley for sure. I cannot wait till he retires and signs just a fat check with one of these gambling companies. hundred percent. Oh, it's gonna be awesome, yeah, dude. Yeah, he's yeah. just gonna get a bag and he's gonna know. make back all the money that he missed yep, out on the contract yep. last year. Yeah, and good on him. Yeah. Yeah, and if he needs a co-host, just holler. <laughs> yeah, also, yeah, yeah. when it comes to the Lions, there's a reason why nobody takes them seriously. This whole year, no one has taken them seriously. When they play indoors, mm. when they play with a lead, they are awesome. Their defense has been suspect all year long. It was why people were concerned with them coming in. The offense, great when it's indoors. Jared Goff outdoors. If you're looking at the playoff picture... You're going to have to probably go to Philly. You're going to probably have to go to San Fran at some point. And he's just not that kind of quarterback outdoors. Indoors, go up with anybody. Or if the weather's like perfect, right? Because we saw him go toe-to-toe with Mahomes in that crazy, crazy uh, Monday night football game against the Chiefs when he was with the Rams. But this is the problem. Like the offense just completely laid an egg in the second half. And he's missing just throws that he makes when everything is perfect. And that's why I think there's always a knock on Jared Goff. And look, he finished 20 of 35 for 161, a touchdown and two interceptions. And he got outplayed by Justin Fields, who's one of the most polarizing players in the league this year. It's like, do they build around him with these assets that they have from Carolina and how shitty they are this year? Or is he a starter on another team? I think. Yeah, I think he'll probably be a starter. I don't know if it's with Chicago, but I think he's definitely going to start somewhere. With the quarterback situation across this league, 100%. If Fields is not on the Bears next year, he's playing on another team. And it's also the stigma of being a number one pick. Being a first round pick, you're going to get opportunities. It's just always going to happen. It's why you see guys 
like Baker Mayfield is constantly getting opportunities because even though he's been playing pretty well with Tampa Bay this year, it's if Baker or a player like Baker was had the resume that he had and he was a six round pick, I don't think those opportunities get afforded to you. It's why Eric Flowers got like four different contracts after leaving the Giants. Yeah. One of them were your team too. Two of them. And two of them. <laughs> and it it's because the GM is like, yo, he was a first round pick for a reason. We we're buying low on this guy. It's like, nah, bro, he's probably just not that good. Yeah. And I that's mean, what I think happens with first round quarterbacks. And Justin Fields, he'll get an opportunity until your point, Bo. Quarterback play is pretty, pretty bad, dude. We saw some bad matchups yesterday. And it's not, it's not even just bad. It's like unstable. Guys are hurt all the time at the quarterback position. I almost think like the Bears, I don't want to say the Bears could take another quarterback and still keep Fields, but I'm really reconsidering the quarterback position with the number of injuries that we've had this year. Like, man, if you don't have a solid backup QB, it feels like you could run into trouble at some point in your season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because listen, that's what it is. The second the start, the second the starter or the franchise goes down, the franchise usually falls apart, notwithstanding the, the Bengals. And so mm-hmm. the Bengals right now, Browning looks great. He's put he's put together some some like I mean, listen, the Colts were were riding a four game winning streak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to take the Colts out, who are still positioning themselves to try and get in the playoffs, another big game like Bengals are going to be okay. And I actually like that. So hypothetically, if you were uh, drawing up like a great backup QB, I love the idea of someone like Browning who played a ton of years in college, right? A ton of reps, tons of snaps, played in every arena across the league. So by the time, you know, oh, you got to hop into a game, at least it's a guy who, you know, played a couple years in college and now has been a rookie, hasn't played a single game in the NFL. I kind of like the Browning model as a, a backup QB. I like that. He's, he's solid. Yo, love that you brought that up because they're in the playoff race still. They're hanging around. And they got mad talent on that team too, bro. So you're stepping into a situation where you got an all-pro wide receiver. You got a guy that if he doesn't re-sign with the Bengals, T. Higgins, he's going to make $20 million a year somewhere else. You got great, Boyd. Great line. They got a pretty, yeah, Great. It's it's, it's, gotten, it's good. It's, it's gotten good. better it's, because of uh, the the kid that they brought in from the Chiefs. Yes, it's, they've started to plug Brown, some holes. Yeah, he's they. It could have been a way worse scenario. Yeah. And then when you're looking at it, you're like, yo, bro, we just need you to get the ball to the playmakers. Let them do the rest. Like Chase had a monster game on the Monday night football game when they played the Jaguars, and then yesterday also. And dude, like what you said, he's played a lot, so he has a lot of games under him. And like, yo, this guy got some swag to him. He was the Gatorade High School Player of the Year, like coming out back-to-back years. It's like, this guy was not just some one-star recruit. You know, like, Sac- Sacramento, Cal- this, Folsom High School, I believe in Sacramento, this guy, California. Yeah, Folsom. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at his Wikipedia right now. And like, he's been in the league also. He's not being just thrown into the fire. And Pac-12 Pac Offensive Player of the Year. Like, this is a guy who, again, he's going into a situation where it's like, bro, I got talent. Imagine if he stepped into a situation like, I don't know. Think of a shitty team now. They got no talent on. Loki, it's like T. Higgins is like, like the, the Panthers. Sorry, imagine yeah, yeah, going yeah, to the Panthers. Panthers. Like, yeah. I'm so fed up with them. We'll get to them in yep. a little bit. But T. Higgins though is like the easiest wide receiver to have on your team. Almost like I'm not gonna say he's DK, but like big go to space, throw him the ball. Yeah. He's gonna grab it. Like T. Higgins seems like a guy. Like if you were bad at quarterback, I want him as my wide receiver <laughs> to just make things easier. And yo. 
79.3 completion percentage mm. as a starter in his first three career starts. Ready for this? Highest percentage by any quarterback through the first three starts in their career. That's crazy. Right? Jake Browning. But again, it's he's playing with a pretty loaded roster. Yeah. And for, for a coach that knows what he's doing. Yeah. And a team that's battle tested, bro. That's like right. they're gonna be they're gonna be a tough out. Like they got a monster game going up against uh the Chiefs, like week 17. Cause I remember that was like that's like fantasy football playoffs, the championship. Yeah. And that's also you know, we were previewing it in the preseason. Like that might be for the one seed that has playoff ramifications, and it still might. It still might. And I think that you know the Colts, right? It's kind of where what I expected to happen there. The fighting Minshews, <laughs> Minshew, dope backup quarterback, right? We were just talking about backup quarterbacks. Like there's a guy who he he got pushed out of Jacksonville because they had the number one pick. It was going to happen to anybody. Yep. Right. Especially yep. with Trevor Lawrence. Inevitable. And then he's a backup to Jalen Hurts last year. So he has a championship pedigree. This is a team that went to the Super Bowl. And he actually started a couple of games for them and played pretty well. Like they almost beat the Cowboys in Dallas last year with him at quarterback. And yep. he's a guy who he's not afraid of the moment. And he steps in for Richardson this year. And he has them as a playoff push. We were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. It might have been last week too, how wild it is that there's three teams in the AFC South that might make the playoffs. Yeah, that is crazy. Where you thought that there was no way. And even in the beginning of the year, it's like, yo, the only team that can make the playoffs is the team that wins the division. And now you have three teams in this race. So I think that the Bengals are definitely going to be, they're going to be a player moving forward, at least for the rest of this year. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even without Burrow. You know, you were talking about Gardner Minshew and I might have to check myself here after I say this statement or whatever. Gardner Minshew, Baker Mayfield, at least if they're at quarterback, right? I know they're trying to win. They're not not or they're not trying to not lose, right? Like they go out there and he's trying to win the game. Like Gardner Minshew goes out there and is like, "Yo, how do we score? How do we do this?" Even if it's like, you know, he's not 6-5 slinging the ball perfectly or whatever. At times I'm like, "Hey, you know what? He's trying to fucking win and I really appreciate that about him." Yeah, I'm smiling because I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> because I, that's how I like my quarterbacks, bro. Like we were talking before about the gunslinger thing with Josh mm -hmm. Allen. I rather you try to make a play than be the last five years of Eli Manning where it's third and nine Check and you're down. checking it down to Saquon yeah. Barkley or Evan Ingram and then four guys tackle them and it's fourth and seven now. <laughs> like I'd rather you try, dude. Like, yo, there was a stat and PFF, I'm very like, I'm more pro PFF when it comes to like offensive line ratings. Cause I can't tell you very rarely on like a third and seven. If I have a big bet and it's like Trent Williams going up against like Hassan Reddick, I'm like, all right, let me look at that play. Yeah. Right. But overall offensive line, it's a hard thing to grade. You know, like one year I thought Eric flowers was the next right tackle of the NFL fucking decade. And then he's <laughs> off the team in six games. So it's a hard thing. And the reason why I'm bringing this all up is because PFF has a stat and I don't know the exact actual term of it but it basically says how many throws do you make at the first down marker or past it mm. and it was always Eli Manning was towards the bottom of it you know who was always number one for like six straight years Jameis Winston <laughs> obviously throws 30 interceptions but to me it's like yo you're trying to mm -hmm. win you're trying to make a play you're not Alex Smith you're not Eli Manning. You're not like tail end Phillip Rivers when his arm was completely fried. Drew Brees. Drew Brees at the end, like, yeah. I'd rather you try to force it. And if you're going to throw interceptions, 
I don't like the interception that Josh Allen threw against the Eagles on first and 10. But if it's third and eight and you throw up a pass. Deep one, yeah. 25 yards down the field. All right, it's a short punt. Yeah. yeah. I get it. I get it. Or even if it's at like midfield, you throw the pick. Like, whatever, bro. You were going to punt anyway. Maybe they got a good return. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As long as it's not a house call, pick six, or yeah. don't throw in interceptions in the 20s, I like to say. So, like, don't throw it in your 20. Give them, put them in the red zone and don't throw an interception when you're in your red zone. Besides that, bro, like, and I've been adamant about this shit before I even did content, bro. Cause I was an Andrew Luck fucking stand. And when he didn't win the MVP because they gave it to RG3. Oh, you mean the, the rookie of the rookie year? Rookie of the year. Sorry. Yeah. When he didn't win rookie of the year because he threw more interceptions than RG3, like, bro, Andrew Luck made the playoffs also RG- on, a, on a team that, was pretty bad the year before too. Or do you think what? I know it's a sensitive yeah, yeah, subject. Yeah, 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 yeah. But on. like Andrew Luck also threw the ball 300 more times in him. It's like, yeah, no shit. He's throwing interceptions. He threw it 300 more times in him. I mean, listen, RG3 ushered in a new wave. He did. He did. He, he And that was fun, bro. That he, was very fun. Don't you take my one RG3 year away. Hey, you, you know <laughs> that, what? You're that right. That was the last year of, 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 of fun. Yeah. It's been, it's been, it's been bad news bears over here in the burgundy and gold. It's been rough. But remember, RG3, I think he only threw four interceptions. He only threw four interceptions. I want to say he had like 30 total touchdowns. He had 3,200 yards passing, 800 yards plus running. Um, And we took down some big teams that year. We took down the Saints with Drew Brees in New Orleans. That was the the season opener. Um, That was like the first time, you know, there was, there was a lot of firsts in that game, but like, yeah, don't don't take my RG three year away. RG three threw the football three hundred ninety three times that year. Andrew Luck threw it six hundred seventeen. Oh my god! RG three had yards? five interceptions. He had thirty two hundred yards. Andrew Luck had forty three hundred yards. He threw eighteen interceptions. Okay. And then what was the uh, team records? Uh, the Colts were eleven and five. We were ten and six, and they were actually. Why does it say nine and six? No, we were 10. Did he not start one game? No, remember he didn't start the game with uh, with Kirk Cousins. Remember the Haloti Nada leg whip? Ah, that's right. Versus the Browns. That's right. Okay, so it says game started. He started 15 year. and he was nine and six. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to leave the 2013 Redskins <laughs> conversations to y'all. I don't yeah, know where yeah, this yeah, is coming yeah, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. but I, I, get fired up again. I get fired up again <laughs> about interceptions, bro. I think it's a, another, yo, what did we talk about yesterday too? The interceptions. Who threw the interception? It was Jake Browning. He threw the pick six. He threw the pick six against the Colts. And I was saying, even though it was a shitty throw by him and it got led, okay. interceptions is not a quarterback stat. Oh, yeah. The, the bat, we were talking about the batted down. The batted down. He threw a ball where like yep. the tight end stopped. And it was a, sh- it was a bad it was example. When we, <laughs> yeah, saw, right. when we saw the replay, I was like, all right, yo, I take all that back. But like <laughs> the, concept, the concept remains that, dude, if I, Kadarius Tony, yeah. week one. Yeah. Right here, ricochets yes, off. Yes, yes. Pick six, right? Yes, not his fault. It's not Mahomes' fault. That's right. So and I think there should be an asterisk. Two interceptions. Yeah. Non batted balls that were picked off and just clear interceptions. Need two of them because like they're just not the same. No, that's right. That's right. That's right. Like just a just a bad ball. That's the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. But but like like Bryce Young, Bryce Young, they're all Bryce Young's fault. Yeah. <laughs> like this guy, dude. I mean, bro. <laughs> how about you? Th- how about you try to throw it to them and let's let's see if we can pick it off. Yo, listen. I don't know what's happening. ISO cam, please. Here, while we're over here. 
if we can. Thank you. Thank you very much, Brian. I don't know what's happening in the NFC South. And I know that accusations sometimes can be very seriously. There might be some point shaving going down with those quarterbacks, bro, Whoa. because Desmond Whoa. Ritter has had some funky plays in the red zone. And then Bryce Young just gift wraps. <laughs> Derek Carr had 37 yards passing on 17 pass attempts yesterday. <laughs> and then his center was yelling at him. It's like, yeah, that's why the center is yelling at him. Spin zone. I'm going to spin that. Okay. Okay. Maybe the NFC South has some better defenses that, than we're giving credit for. Is it possible that like the Falcons, Bucks, Saints are all like a little better defensively than we might give them credit for, even though they're like, you know, 500 teams or whatever. Is it possible that those teams have like solid defenses and are presenting problems for young quarterbacks in this league? I also think it's because the quarterback play is so bad. That's why the defenses look that good. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, dude, I, I'm also very salty because we had the Panthers plus six in the contest. Mm, that's and right. there was so many times oh, we're yeah. watching oh, the yeah. game together and I'm like, bro, we need a, we need, we need a points here. And then nothing, just like guys dropping the ball too. <laughs> a lot of drops to defend Bryce Young on a serious note. A lot of drops too. A lot of drops. But man, like this guy just loves turning the ball over. He does it like it's his job. It, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was crazy. That was I, crazy. I will take the, I'll take the minority opinion here. I'm not ruling out Bryce Young at all. Okay. Like yeah. I, I, I truly believe like tough situation. I'm not even sure. Like if you had swapped him and CJ Stroud, I, I really don't know how good the Panthers are. I could not tell you. I mean that like not even sarcastically or anything like I'm not leading on. I have no idea how good the Panthers would be. And I know being a rookie in the league is really, really hard. And I think defenses have been pretty decent in the NFC South, including Atlanta and New Orleans. So I don't know. I saw the dropped passes yesterday from Carolina. Nick, we were counting every single time that a mistake was made. We were like, oh, there goes Carolina's shot. They had another shot. Like yeah. They had their chances in that game yesterday. And, and I'm not sure point, all of them were Bryce Young's fault. And to your point about the defenses being better, I think that also is showing the defenses being that good because of how bad the quarterback play has been in that division. I mean, I'll say this. Bro, every quarterback has been benched except for Baker Mayfield at one point. <laughs> in, in that division? In that division, yeah. That's uh, Heineke came in for Ritter. You're right. Uh, Dalton came in for Bryce Young, even though he got hurt. Yeah. yeah. Right? His, his uh, confidence Jameson has come in for, for Carr a few yeah, times. Taysom Hill has played. Taysom Hill. Except for Baker. Baker's been the only one that's been steady. I think I, I'm just, because I think I, yesterday I was like defending Derek Carr. I was telling you like, oh, I don't know. I think people were kind of hating on the Saints a little too much the last few weeks. Like the last month, the Saints have just been getting ripped apart by people. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I see what you're saying, but they're not that bad. Like there are so many teams in the NFL that wish they had Derek Carr right now at quarterback. And I just, I'm shocked when people are complaining this much about it. I, I'm laughing because I wish for you to say that again. Because uh, this gentleman to my left, in 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 George, the, the, the gentleman on my show, they they said the Saints were going to get thirteen wins. This I did, I did. I bought into the schedule. Yeah, I bought into the schedule, and and I am a I am a Derek Carr guy for sure. Oh, okay, I didn't know you were there. I knew I knew. Yeah, George that was, was a big. That was a big. Okay, I that knew, was a big I knew reason George why. Was. I knew George was, but I didn't. I didn't realize you were a Derek Carr guy. Yeah, yeah, 
it's um, I, I I can't say much because I I think I said my 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 Redskins are gonna win twelve. So yeah, I mean, listen, you drank before you came on that show, so it's <laughs> wait cool, wait. Man. I gotta go back and watch some of these picks though that I did have though, because I said I think I said the Dolphins were gonna win that division. I think you were on the Dolphins, and also I I think your best take this year has been you were you were like early on Tyree Kill. I, the man said he was going for two thousand, and I believed him. So it was like, well, if he goes for two thousand yards. He's in yeah. the conversation. <laughs> well, Josh, props to you because I was I was wrong on the Dolphins and Ty- not not wrong on the Dolphins and Tyreek, but I think when we talked before the season started, I said, "How did the Dolphins season kind of go last year?" Right? Mm. This is a team that comes out with like a really creative, fun, fast paced offense. All of a sudden, like the weather gets bad, maybe guys are nicked up, banged up, whatever it might be. I was like, "Look what happened last year." They might fade out as the season kind of goes on. They have not done that this year like they did last year. So I was wrong on that one. That's Props a, to you. But that's that's not a bad that's that still wasn't a bad take. I, I will say that. I, I when I saw Tyreek, so I went I went to the season opener last year, the uh the Pats versus the uh versus the Dolphins in Miami. And when I saw Tyreek moving in that offense, I was like, this is gonna be crazy. Cause the Dolphins fans hadn't really seen him. So mm-hmm. they, you know, they were really just excited by like he's open all the time. Like it was really just up to Tua to get him the ball. But, like, if you just sit back and watch Tyreek, you can say, hey, throw him the ball almost every single snap. Yeah, the, the thing about Miami, and I sat in those seats over there with Jared Smith from VEASAN, and we were talking about Miami when we did an AFC East preview. And the thing we said was they have, in the AFC, because I said the same thing about the Packers in the NFC, in the AFC, they had the highest floor to ceiling. Mm. And a lot of that mm. had to do with Tua. So to your point, mm-hmm. one of the reasons why you felt that way was because Tua was banged up last year. So he kept getting concussions. And was there another quarterback this weekend that should have taken the advice from this podcast on how to fall to the ground? Yeah. CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud Subscribe got hurt. Subscribe to the Patreon and yeah, I mean, might be I, playing subscribe week. to YouTube channel. That's a bit that much. Video, okay, that was a bit the, much. The video, nah, but, I mean, I'll take all the cheap plugs I can get. But dude, shout out to Jerry Shapiro, my head coach at uh, Syndicate MMA. He's the head of the jiu-jitsu program. We shot a video about Tua and we broke down every concussion he had. Mm-hmm. And then literally that same week, he gets hit in the Panthers game and he does a front roll, which is like part of your main role, uh, warm-ups that you do at the gym. CJ Stroud got concussed yesterday. And if he did a class with Jerry in one class, he can make him brace, brace himself when he falls. Like it's really basic training like that. And that would have prevented a concussion for CJ Stroud. And now we don't know how, look, he's going through protocol because it happened yesterday. But dude, concussions are wacky, bro. You might be out three weeks. Might you might be, be out. You might, yeah, you might be back next week. Yeah. Like you don't know, but- that bracing yourself on impact and keeping your chin tucked in, that's another reason why Miami and Tua have been on fire this year because they played the same exact fall that he had last year. He's slamming his head on the turf and then he's out with a concussion. And then he's throwing up the gang signs because his hands are all muffled on Thursday night football Ah, ah. because he looked all, he got all stiffed (laughs) up and he's just, yeah. I mean, dude, how scary was that The medical phrase is the fencing position. The fencing position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're like when you when you start locking yep. up on guard. So it's like oh, when their people's dude. arms oh, lock wow. out. Yeah. Is is I fencing position or fencing defense or fencing response? Yeah. Um that's Ooh. the concussion protocol 
I mean, bro, like crazy. that that looked scary. And the craziest yeah. part was that happened four days after he suffered the first concussion. Yep. Yeah. And I actually think the Dolphins have done. May, okay. Maybe this is an overreaction, but I think they've done a better job of getting the ball out of his hands earlier. Right. Yeah, Last year, too. he's hanging onto the ball and they've, they're just yeah. sending Waddle and Tyreek down the sidelines. Like, Hey, just go. I think they've done a little bit better job of like, hey, probably Tua can't be back there for seven seconds every single possession <laughs> or every single snap. Probably need to get it out of his hands. And I think they've done that better, whether it's like Tyreek running across the middle more yeah. as opposed to just like down vertically. I mean, because look, those crossing routes for him, he's still, it's still a house call potentially. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not, you're gaining nothing by throwing the ball earlier than holding mm -hmm. on to it for three more seconds and praying that Tua doesn't get cracked. Bro. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Even Waddle, too. Yeah. A-Chain. Yeah, they, uh, Mostert. It don't take much. Just dump it off. That, what's seven yards for everybody else is 28 for them. <laughs> and that actually could be the difference is like just how good their running backs have been this year as yes. opposed to last year. Like last year, they could have even been average. Dude, they have been lights out this year. Bro, that team at home, if they get the one seed... They don't got to worry about snow in Kansas City and, you know, 12 degrees in Baltimore. Like, that team is going to be deadly. But they don't have their, their sunshine advantage. Because, you know, when the games are hot in Miami, the mm. sun beats down on the opposing sideline. Yeah. It does not hit the Miami sideline. So, in hot games, the opposing team feels the heat way more. I'm probably being a little dramatic here. But, uh, you know, no, come playoff no. time, it won't matter as much. I mean, bro, that's why stuff matters. Uh, the Patriots and Brady, he was like 500 in South Beach. And they would always, you know, when you go from 30 degrees in Foxborough to then it's 88. <laughs> so, yeah, it kind of messes up with them. And you, even, this, yeah. even this year, right? Like the numbers are really misleading because they had that wild performance. They've, they've had some great outings in Miami. A lot of their biggest games have been in Miami from a scoring standpoint. You know, they put up 40, 40 plus against the Panthers. Obviously, the 70. They put up 30 against New England. Um, wacky game against the Raiders. They only put up 20. But they're pretty much putting up 30 or more points every time that they play in Miami. They're averaging more than that. And, you know, they put up 45 on, on your team, Josh, on the road. That, that was but I think it's something that when they're... Uh, a, lot of, a lot of shots at you, right? Yeah, man, you be taking... You be ta you be <laughs> He's got an audience now. He's got an audience now. Guy shows up late twice, and now I'm just firing strays, strays at Josh. <laughs> uh, before we get to the segment of uh, the Super Bowl segment that we kind of put together, I do want to highlight one more game, and it's the Rams and Ravens game. I was all over the plus seven and a half. Love that spot. I love Bo in betting. When I have a good offense. And you're giving me seven or more points. The threat of the backdoor cover is always there. They're never out of it because they could put up points. I hate, hate backing teams that have shit offenses. It happened to you earlier in the year, I think. I think like week one or two, you bet on a bad offense. Yeah. Yeah. We were God, betting the Giants and the Patriots and the Jets. And it's like, yo, yeah. I like this number. I like this. The Panthers. I like this number. It's like, bro, the team can't score. Well, and it's not just that. It's like, it's a coin flip, <laughs> yeah. essentially, if they score first, because if a bad offense doesn't score first, they're done, right? Like, essentially, that's at least the way it appears. I've done a better job of using the wrestling term fantasy booking, mm. how a game script is going to go, right? So when you're looking at a, a matchup that happened earlier this year, it was 
the Giants and the Dolphins. The Dolphins were 12-point favorites at home against the Giants. It's like, they're going to score 30. How does New York get to 20? Because that's what it would indicate that you would take the cover and take the points with the Giants. It's like, bro, even if Tua throws a pick six, it's not going to change anything. And he did throw throw one against the Giants. And and it didn't matter. And they still covered comfortably. And they still covered comfortably, bro. And that's why I think it's so wild that, uh, that's why it's so wild that even if you're given a lot of points, it don't matter if the offense sucks. So Patriots, yep. Panthers, Jets, Giants is like, bro, I don't care if they're given 10 points. Like they can't score. They fall back 14. It's a wrap. And that's exactly what kept happening. But not with the Rams though. I love the Rams plus seven and a half. They played Baltimore. And I think the big reason why is because you got Cup, you got Puka, mm-hmm. you got this new tight end that was in there, the running oh, yeah, game. The, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, it's like, yo, this offense, they got the Atwell, yeah. Robinson scored a touchdown against them. Like, yo, this is an offense that they could put up points. And I think they're, they're a scary team if they make the playoffs too. You got McVay, you got Stafford if he's healthy. Their schedule, they still got to play the Niners. So, you know, it might get a, a little roughed up. But man, this team, they almost had them. They lost in overtime. The yeah. Cooper the Cooper Cup signs showed last week. I told you, Nick, yesterday, uh, Cup had a big game, you know, 100 plus yards yesterday. Tud, like eight receptions. At the end of last week, they gave Cup like a little red zone look where it was like, hey, let's let's get Cooper one. You know, it's been a little bit maybe since he's gotten into the red or gotten into the end zone. Uh, they hooked him up with an easy one, just like a two yard little play. And I don't know, kind of you can kind of feel the the cup momentum building yeah. as the season's progressing. And yo, it's just wild now that they got a guy like Puka opposite of him. Yeah. Whereas Stafford has just as much trust that in him as he Bro, does that with Cup. Catch, Bro, that catch was wicked. We were watching that and I like we jumped out. out. We we're like, yo, that was crazy. I freaked out. That was an unbelievable guy. That was one of the better grabs this year. Yo, how come he's not in the rookie of the year conversation? Why are we so cemented on it being CJ Stroud? Uh yeah, it, mm, that's that's tough. That's tough. Especially if CJ pulls that team in the playoffs. Even if he doesn't, we none of us thought the, the Texans were gonna be anything this year. Like, not even remotely decent. And he has them looking like very, very functional, viable threats, not only to the league, but definitely in that division. You know what I mean? We thought we thought the Jags were going to go for just the next few years. And it looks like him and uh, and then also the, the Colts as well. It's going to it's gonna be an interesting division. I like I like the South. I wonder what the uh, the season win total over under was for the Rams before the season. Because I actually think the people like... The public was kind of hating on the Rams before the start of this season. And if you're going to give credit to someone for, hey, why are the Rams slightly outperforming the public opinion? It might be Puka. Bro. CJ Stroud is minus 2,000 right now for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Puka Nakua is the second favorite. He's 25 to 1. I am 100% betting this the moment we get off air. <laughs> Yo, what if CJ you're don't in- play again? Yes. Jesus, that's a good call, bro. Hurry Puka, up. bad yeah, juju, that's... bad juju, but but no, I hear what you're saying. No, no, yes. no, no, yes. but yeah, yes, you know bro, what I'm yes. concussion. And and yeah. what if what if also like you look at their schedule, right? I'm pulling up the Texans schedule. What happens if they don't win out? He Puka Nakua has 82 catches, 1100 yards, bro. four touchdowns, and 
Stafford has a second win in his career and like Cup is getting more open now because they got to worry about him. Mm-hmm. 25 to 1 is ridiculous. That's crazy. I did not know I did not know all that. That mm-hmm. that is definitely really interesting. And then you look at the Texans schedule, right? They just lost to the Jets. They play the Titans in Tennessee in division game. In division game, we don't know the status of CJ Stroud at the time of recording. Maybe he'll be active. This is Monday afternoon. This game is on Sunday. Then they host the Browns. Amazing defense. Yep. And then they host the Titans again in Houston. And then they go to the Colts. Like, bro, three three division games, like, they could lose out. Facts. (laughs) And Puka and the Rams might sneak in. He's on pace to have over 1,300 yards and 100 catches as a rook. Bro, 25 to 1 is outrageous. I'm definitely betting this. I, I have to. Rams were six and a half. So they've already got six games. Kind yeah, of, so their next win and they've, yeah. already, they've already gone over. And what would, if like you had to pick one thing on the Rams roster schedule, whatever, why are they ahead of pace of what people expect or what Vegas expected? The answer is Puka. I think Puka. Yeah. Yes. And yo, look, look yes, at the schedule. Call. Look at the schedule this week. They play your commanders. Yes. I then, might go. I might go. Then they play. Oh, it's in LA. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's, that's why I might go. Uh, they play the Saints on Thursday Night Football next week. Then they play at the New York Giants. Not intimidating at all. And then they close out the year against the San Francisco 49ers, who they might have the one seed wrapped up. So they could potentially win out where Houston could potentially lose out. I just think 25 to 1 is crazy. Yeah. I really thought it was going to be like 12. Plus 500, plus 800, 25 to one is wild. We're not, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. betting it. We're not arguing that Puka should be. We're just saying the numbers though. The number are, is outrageous. Yeah, yeah. And especially where the the hype around CJ, and look, they've surpassed expectations. It's not a slight to CJ Stroud. Yes, He's playing really well. But also you saw yesterday, like they had negative passing yards in the first half. The Jets defense fucking went out there and balled out. Real he, quick, let's shout out the Vayner Sports boys. I work at Vayner Sports and Sauce and DJ Reed are unbelievable, dude. They are such a nasty duo out on the outside. They're so good. I'm making this face for the people watching on YouTube because everyone that scored a touchdown yesterday was, he's like, oh, he's one of our guys. I'm like, dude, if you did any time for if you would have told me and I would have put some bets in, yeah, he's like, oh, Evan Ingram, he's one of our guys. There was another dude on the Browns that scored. David Bell. David Bell. First, he's first like, career time. He's like, yo, what am I? I was like, bro, he had to be like plus 900 his first career time. So I was like, yeah. bro, this is why I have you, dude. You got to let me know this shit, man. No, it was, it was a you crazy day. Gen, I could degen. Yeah, yeah. No more degening for me, but yesterday was a bananas day for the company, for sure. That was crazy. Yeah, our roster did well. Maybe I maybe I'll I'll try and find like a I'll pull up a tweet, I'll put it over this video or something and I can show like, you know, everyone who played well. The Ravens, the Ravens continue to win games that I don't want to say they don't have any business winning, but Lamar didn't really have the craziest game. Um even though Actually, I take that back. He he balled out. I'm bugging out. I was thinking about a different Lamar game. Uh, Zay Flowers <laughs> scored a touchdown. Odell on the double move. Had Odell scoring a touchdown on the Patreon. Yeah. Had Cooper Cup scoring a touchdown too. Did you hear Odell's breakdown of the play? He said he ran the wrong, the wrong route. route. So Will Blackman, when I used to do a show with him, he would call that route. It's called Sluggo in Madden. Mm-hmm. It's like a slant mm-hmm. and go. He called it house calls because if you connect on that, especially yep. in those kind of coverages where it's like zone coverages, 
it's like if he just breaks out, the guy's always going to be open. And he actually scored a touchdown on Will one time on that route. OBJ. Yeah, when he was when Will used to play for the uh, Commanders. Hmm. It's Come the famous on, one-handed <laughs> dude. Just you're just famous one-handed. Josh is getting straight lifted right, bro. Josh is just like Denzel fried. at the end of training day, just like getting <laughs> peppered, dude. Just getting blasted by the Russian mob. Yo, this is why I like Josh though too, man, because he could take it. You know, like this is why we troll. I troll my friends. If you're my friend and I don't make fun of you, just know, don't call me at night because you're on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. If I'm if I'm fucking getting at it and making fun of you and shit, like yeah, you're one of my people. That's just how I am, dude. So that's why Josh is one of my people. <laughs> like that? It is what it is. It is what it is, <laughs> man. Nothing I can do about the sadness that is my franchise. It's it what it is. They record along. later. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, different show. Uh, All right, let's do a ad break quick for our favorite sponsor, Fly Me Out, before we dive into this Super Bowl fantasy booking that we put together. So for those that don't know, Fly Me Out, they curate and scout the world for the most exciting locations. Those who join only need to purchase their slot. They take care of everything else from logistics to activities. It's a phenomenal way to meet and network the top innovators and achievers in various industries, legends and fans of Veterans Minimum. If you ever feel the urge to break away and discover the world with a like-minded tribe, let me introduce you to Fly Me Out, the premier social travel club. Imagine if LinkedIn, Airbnb, and Raya had a travel-loving baby. Whether you're looking to network with professionals on a beach or bond with creatives in the heart of a city, Fly Me Out has got you covered. Dive into curated experiences and with their platform, it's never been easier to find your tribe and see the globe. Don't just travel, make memories. Go to the app, download Fly Me Out, use the code VM1 for expedited application review. They'll speed up the process for you if you're a listener of the show. That is VM1 for expedited application review and the app and the brand is called Fly Me Out. I've asked everybody this. What is your dream place to go visit? I think I said last time on the show, I told you I was Portuguese, mm. Greek. So I think I said uh, the island of Madeira or Greece, but I'm kind of itching for a surf trip. Honestly, I'm pretty due for a surf trip. So Big surfer guy here. Okay. Something like if I could go with a like couple buddies, like Costa Rica or something like that, that would be awesome. Mm. Or, or Oahu as well. We, uh, Me and my boys went to Oahu in March and that place is stunning. Stunningly beautiful. Yeah. I've never surfed. You ever been a surfer? I fell. And that, yeah. was, that was it. Boogie board. I was a huge, when boogie boarding first came out in the 90s. Oh yeah, YouTube. That's that's crazy. That's when I aged myself. I'm, I'm old enough to remember when boogie boards came out. <laughs> And I was probably the only black kid that had his own. <laughs> My parents like bought one. I was like, the heck is this? It's like, it's called a boogie board. And I was like, all right. And then I just got excited waiting for the next trip to like Myrtle Beach. Like, yeah. So you grew up in DC then and then yeah. would go down to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we would. You know, I mean, I've traveled, traveled since I was a child. So yeah. traveling's always been a big part. But yeah. Yeah. Shout out to so, boogie board. Yeah. Shout out to boogie, shout out to boogie board. board. <laughs> all right. This segment here. And I uh, kind of thought about it on the fly today as I was coming back from jujitsu. And I thought it'd be pretty cool because I know Bo's a wrestling fan. Were you ever into wrestling? No. Oh, what? You mean like like Hulk Hogan? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Listen, I'm an <laughs> 80s baby. Yes. Yes. Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, 
I was a WWF kid. I got into WCW much, much later. But, uh, but yeah, no, all the way, I'd say all the way up to the end of the Attitude Era. That era in the time. Best, the best era. You know what I'm saying? Because by then I was in college, so yeah. I, I kind of still paid attention, but not nearly like when I was in middle school. Dude, I school. feel like with wrestling, it's so weird because like, same, same thing for me. Like I watched it up until when I went away to college. I really got into football too. So like Monday Night Football, it's, yeah. it's on at the same time as like Monday Night Raw. So I never would like watch it or whatnot. And then like when I was like 25, 26, I got back into it again. Yeah. It's, it's the, uh, is, the circle of life in wrestling. It's like yeah. you as a kid, you watch it. You think it's real. You believe everything. Then you get told <clears> like, oh, it's not real. And you're like, yo, this is insane. Why, why would I watch this? 10 years later, you come back and you're like, wait, this is way better than I ever thought it was. Like <laughs> the fact that it is predetermined is incredible. <laughs> I'm a huge wrestling nerd. I record Monday Night Raw that's for how when we, Monday that's how Night Football wraps up. That's how Nick yeah. and I met was uh, talking a little wrestling at, at one point. I was at WrestleMania this year at SoFi Stadium. Okay. You go to the Commander's Rams game, that parking lot. Oh, no. Absurd. I've, I've, I've been there. No, I've been there. It's a disaster. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's- Sidetracked. Apologies. <laughs> no, you're so good, back man. Back in business. Yeah. Love wrestling. I've uh, been watching watch a lot. So in wrestling, there's a term called like fantasy booking where you yeah. kind of like, yo, Stone Cold against Hulk Hogan. Who would win, right? Like, so fantasy booking. I want to ask you guys to fantasy book Super Bowl matchups. But from a standpoint of, yo, what's the most compelling, what storyline is going to lead every talk show? And look, the Super Bowl is going to sell anyway, right? Like people are going to watch. But there are some Super Bowls that would be bigger than others. And there's some that have way cooler and fun storylines and and sort of like nuggets that you could find within those, right? So for me, and I'll leave this off as the one that I think, I think this would be the biggest Super Bowl in NFL history if it happened. I think it would be the number one Super Bowl. I don't know what the game will turn out to be because we've had duds in the past, but from a storyline standpoint, from a fan perspective, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Buffalo Bills. Was that yours? That's one. That's one, yeah. That but this is why, them. like you said before, <laughs> like, this is my show. So I was going to lead off anyway. You know it's, it's, it's the wrong year for it, though. Why no, is it the wrong no. year for it? Because Trayvon Diggs is hurt. You need yeah. Diggs on Diggs. That's Whoa, that's, that's true. You, you that's need fair. digs on digs if you're going to yeah, do that matchup. That's fair. Damn. But, but I, I see, but I, I had a title for mine. You oh. said you were bringing titles when you said this. Mm. This is the Nobody Believed in Us Bowl. Oh, I like this. Nobody believed in us. God did. God <laughs> did. That's, that's, that's what this one is. Nobody believes that the Cowboys are going to get there. Just like... You know, we want to pick the Bills, but at this point, we've seen enough of the Bills. We're starting to look at them similar to we're look at how we look at the Cowboys. Nobody believed in us. So for them to go back and rematch 27 and uh, 28 and do it for a third time, first off, if the Bills lose, that city will burn, <laughs> especially to the Cowboys again. But if they actually won that one, it would be, it would be, I mean, that would, that would be the story of this, 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 this century. I think. Yeah. And how about this? Let me throw another wrinkle. 30 year anniversary. Mm. It sure is. Mm. Happened, sure 30, is. happened 30 years ago when these two matched the up. last but th- time. But think about how much these two fan bases love their teams. Right. 
Like, I know everybody loves their team, but like, look, I troll Cowboy fans. Like, are they delusional? Yeah, but they love their team. Buffalo Bills fans, they love their team. It would be insane if that was the Super Bowl. I think it would be the highest, like, secondary market ticket to get. It would be like $30,000 to see like all of them. It would be crazy, bro. And then just like the pain that the two fan bases have gone through since then, right? Like, I know the Cowboys ended up winning a Super Bowl after that. Again, like in the mid 90s, even after Buffalo. 95, 96. They they beat the Steelers. That's right. Because they took off 94 when Dion went to the Niners. Right. And then Dion went to the Cowboys the next year. They won in 95. But then when you think of those two teams they haven't been to Super Bowl since the 90s like it would be insane if that's the Super Bowl so that would be like I haven't bet this I know I bet I bet the the bills to make it and win the Super Bowl but until proven otherwise I'm not taking anything with the Dallas Cowboys I still feel like that you know even though they won we didn't even talk about them beating Philly yesterday dominated Philly that was super impressive Dak Prescott now according to wager attack is the leading candidate for MVP it seems like it's him and Brock Purdy have separated because then the rest of that is Tua, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar are all nine to one, where the other two are like plus 150, plus 200. So basically, it's a two headed race going down the rest of the year. Um, even though Brock has the head to head over him and he played really well, where Dak played like shit against the Niners. But besides that, like I was talking about Jordan Love, no one's played better quarterback than him the last three weeks. I think no one's played better quarterback than Dak Prescott the last like 10 weeks. Like, since that Niners game, he's played really, really well, dude. Even in, in losses, he's played really well. Um, like, against Philly when they played in Philly. So, back to this Super Bowl, though. Dude, Cowboys-Bills, I think, is my number one fantasy booking Super Bowl matchup. That would just be fucking epic. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The the goal of the fantasy booking, like I'm not trying to necessarily sell out a stadium, right? I'm just no, trying to create it, a fun game. I'm talking about like the storylines okay. of it, the 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 fans okay. involved, because the Super Bowl is going to sell anyway. Right? Okay. 150 million Whoa. people are going to watch it anyway. Well, then like, I got one. We're all going to be, but I'm talking about like, Cause bro, there's been Super Bowls that have been duds, mm-hmm. like that haven't been exciting. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, Atlanta, but Atlanta, New England, no one really cared about that. Like, it didn't. Have, I'm not. I'm not a dirty have, South. I have no ties really to the South other than going to Mizzou, which is in the SEC. But, bro, but like, I would imagine in Atlanta, it was a big deal. No, it was a big deal in Atlanta. Yeah, but I'm talking about like yeah. nationally. Na- it did well, but I'm saying 
it wasn't like Kelsey versus Kelsey and Andy Reid versus his old team and is Brady going for seven. Like it wasn't his main it wasn't, story. Yeah, lines. and a lot of it had to do with it being the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Like when the Panthers went to the Super Bowl with Denver, it was like, how many is Peyton's gonna get his last one? Right. Like if that Atlanta Falcons was Michael Vick Atlanta Falcons, totally different game. Totally different game because okay. Vick changed like the culture and football, right? No, I'm like, with, I follow. You know what I'm, I'm saying? With, I'm That's with. what I mean by it being okay. exciting. Okay. I got so, a game then. <clears throat> okay, talk to me. Uh not necessarily realistic, right? They're not necessarily like odds on favorites to end up there. And I don't necessarily think it would be the biggest draw of all time. But I think there's a fun matchup between the Detroit Lions team, who has not done very well over the last 35, 40 years, and the Cleveland Browns, another team who has not done very well in the last 35, 40 that, years. That would be the pain bowl. So again, I, I understand it's not like the game that gets everyone out of their seats and it's not necessarily realistic, but in terms of just being an intriguing, interesting matchup, one of those teams ending up with a Super Bowl is insane to think about. Uh, you know what that is? That would be the the 2000, the 2016 uh, World Series with my Cubs versus the Indians. It was the pain bowl. Somebody mm -hmm. was going to break a curse. Do you understand what I'm <laughs> yep, saying? So yep. no, that's the yep. exact matchup yep. you're creating. Yep. Someone's curse is dropping. Yep. The Lions have never yep. won. The, the Browns haven't won since they've created them as the Super Bowls. Someone since is getting the monkey off the that, back. Yes, a thousand percent. And somebody's, you know, city is going to be overjoyed for the next 50 years. Yeah. I mean, it feels like, you know, we were kind of talking about maybe some of the downfalls that the, the Lions have earlier in the show, but feels like the Lions are probably more probable to end up in that position, but I don't know. I just think it'd be interesting to have one of those two teams win. That'd be crazy. It would be the first time either of them are in the Super Bowl too. Yes. Like yes. Never, neither have never even made it. Never made it. Yeah. Who, wait, say it again. The Browns only, or the Lions. Have there's never only four teams right now that have never made a Super Bowl. So there you go. Browns, Lions, Jaguars, and Texans. Oh my, so throw yeah. Jags in the, I mean, you but could. But like, yo, to defend yeah. the Jags and Texans, they yeah. just got here in comparison to yes. the other teams, right? Mm -hmm. Like the other teams have been around for a minute. Whereas yes. these, yeah. And honestly, like the Texans and Jags, they just got here. They haven't done great, you mm -hmm. know, over the last 20 years or whatever. They have not been what the Browns and Lions have been over the last four. I mean, those are, you know, really tough, like for the fan base. I'm just thinking about the fan bases, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. To have Browns fans show up for the Super Bowl in Las Vegas and Lions fans show up in the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, like that's crazy to me. That would be insane. No, that's a good call. Give me one for you. All right. He said Lions, so I'll, 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 I'll stay there. I'm calling this one a new hope. Ooh, okay. The Lions versus the Ravens. And that one, um, even though the, the Ravens have had moments over the last, you know, 20 years, they've had two Super Bowl runs over the last 20, 20 ish years. Um, with Lamar Jackson and all the narratives that have been spun around him and, oh, he can't get there, he can't do it. Even this year, I haven't thought that he's played, you know, exceptionally. Um, but for him to get there, and then back to what you were just saying as far as the Lions, the Lions being there. Both of those franchises, both of those teams, I think that it if the Lions were to win a Super Bowl, what that would do to that city, what that would do to that community yeah. and that team, that organization, um, it could catapult them for another 20 years. Yep. Um, and sim I think in the Ravens, the Ravens, you know, the Ravens kind of have the Raven way and just how they have built their, their franchise if they get another one with another quarterback. Now, that's three quarterbacks for all three of their rings. Um, 
I think it would start to separate the Ravens again and see what Lamar could actually be. So uh, a new hope. That one. I would love to watch Lamar being chased down by Aiden Hutchinson and seeing like just the fun dynamic of that. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, Aiden running around trying to grab Lamar. Lamar's <laughs> shedding tackles, trying to fling it down the field. That would be an awesome game. So I want to mention, cause I was, it just uh, refreshed on me. I was trying to give the odds for each of these. So 79 to one for Bill's Cowboys. This one that you're talking about now with the, with the lions and the Ravens mm -hmm. plus 4850. So $100 wins you 4850. <laughs> and the one that you mentioned, yeah, I mean, $100 wins you 16,000. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Pretty much a lot. Yours so far has been the favorite. Yeah. The ones Ravens being about. the probably indicator on that, right? Like the Ravens yeah. have to be probably the favorite out yeah, of the Ravens are plus 400, yep. <clears throat> where the Lions are plus 800. Mm -hmm. So, okay. yeah. L listen, I think that was George's preseason Super Bowl matchup, too. Was it? Yeah. Guess oh, the wow. line. What, what what would the line be? Ravens, Lions, assuming it was yet to, you know, coming up on Sunday R in Ravens. neutral site, Las Vegas. I think the Ravens would be a four and a half point favorite. I was going to say minus five. Yeah. I was going to say minus five. I think five. I'd say three and a half. No. Yeah. In that ballpark for sure. Yeah. I, because I mean, listen, it's the Super Bowl. So I don't think Super Bowl lines usually ever get too out of pocket. Agreed. Um, and it's neutral, neutral field. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think that can go any higher than minus five. This one at the moment, at the moment is the third actual favorite. And I think storyline standpoint, I think it would be super dope. The Dolphins and the Niners. Oh. Talk about two big fan bases, mm -hmm. passionate fan bases. Miami hasn't been there in a very long time. You're talking about storyline. Coaching tree. Coaching tree. You got the, the teacher versus the pupil, mm -hmm. right? Student versus teacher, student versus professor. You have quarterbacks that I don't want to say are called system quarterbacks, but a lot of their success gets credited to the system. They they get they both get discredited. They for both sure. get discredited yes. because the offensive mind mm -hmm. pulling the strings and calling the plays is like holy. These are the or best guys. Or it's the guys. talent around. <laughs> them. Or it's the talent around them. Yeah. That's and true. then you're looking at obviously the one defense is way better than the other with the Niners, but like the Dolphins got some playmakers Jaylen in the Rams secondary back. that can match up with them offensively. And then you got Tyree going up against CMC. I think that would be a pretty dope Super that, Bowl too. I, I would say that that Super Bowl would have the, at least even if no big plays happened, just the anticipation of every snap that something big oh, could yeah. happen would be like just, I would say overwhelming. <laughs> feels like, feels like a fight with two power punchers where like at any second, someone could land the right hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's I right. I mean, bro, the speed on the field for both sides of the ball, like at all times, you're right. Like at any point, it could be an 80 yard touchdown and like multiple ones. <laughs> bro, Debo looked unbelievable yeah. this weekend. He's, yeah. he's looked unbelievable the last couple of weeks when yeah, he came back I, from the injury. He looks, he looks scary and right bro, now. Listen, man, when it comes to Brock Purdy, Right, he made a couple throws the last couple of weeks that are not system quarterback throws. Mm, yeah, that was a dime that he threw over the DB against the Seahawks to Debo. Yeah, yeah, those are not system throws. Like, all right, look, the one where he throws it to Debo like six yards and then he breaks the tackles at the fifty and goes mm. sixty yards. Sure, okay, but a lot of quarterbacks have plays like that. I actually, so I, I'll have to credit. Uh, 
my buddy Jack from the Caps Off pod because I think this is his statistic that he found. But I believe Purdy leads the league in like uh, throws over twenty yards. Yeah, which oh. you know, people don't would That's never give him that. I think, he, I think he's I think he's fourteen of sixteen in his last sixteen attempts where the ball travels over twenty yards. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's like Mahomes shit. Yeah, and he's number one in like completion rating, uh, yeah. pass per attempt. Yep. Like pass per attempt is a good indicator, similar to throwing it at the sticks. Yep. That yo, you're not just checking down. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, bro, he's look, he's the MVP. Him and Dak are the MVP favorite frontrunners right now. And it's for right. a reason. They're having monster years. Right or wrong? Do you think that that's right or wrong? That what? I know that we've always talked about, you know, we wish more other positions got more love. Do you think that them being the, the favorites is right or wrong? Should you, do you feel anybody else should be in there with them or in a part of the discussion? From a quarterback standpoint, I think it's just them two. Mm, okay. From an overall NFL football standpoint, I think Tyreek and McCaffrey are definitely in that conversation. They're both right there. So yeah. it's like to make them the favorite, I feel like is like, no, because just, McCaffrey has done, I would say, I won't say he's done more, but he's had the more memorable plays. He's had bigger games, I'd feel, than Purdy. Purdy's just kind of kept it on the, kept the car on the tracks as much as he could. You know what I mean? And then with Tyreek, with regard to Tyreek, Tyreek has been Tyreek. He's been yeah. the offense. The knock on him is that he has the talent around him. Like Trent Williams came out and said like, yo, you guys don't know football if you're not, if you're calling him a system quarterback. Like this guy is making a lot of plays. But it's just a, that's just a narrative that's spun on him. Because mm -hmm. all we've been hearing about is how good the offense and all the pieces around them are. And it, it makes sense. Like that's not a bad thing to him, but I think that from a quarterback standpoint, and that was a great question that you asked me, Josh. I think it's it's Dak and Purdy. And then from there, I would probably put Tyreek. And yo, look, man, I feel as if the MVP should go to the guy that's been the best player from week one to the end. And in the NFL, I think it's been Tyreek Hill and McCaffrey above those guys. Because like Dak had the one touchdown, three picks against the Niners where he looked like he had deer, deer in the headlights there. Mm -hmm. And then Brock had that three-game losing streak where when Trent Williams wasn't there and Debo wasn't there, McCaffrey was still having 100-yard games, mm -hmm. like total scrimmage yards and scoring touchdowns where Brock wasn't. So that's why I think, dude, ESPN put up a graphic the other day of the best wide receiver seasons. No one's had a better wide receiver season than Cooper Cup in 2021. Wow. The, the catches, the yeah. yards, like guys have had more yards than him. Guys have scored more touchdowns than him. Only one guy. No, he broke the, the, the catch record. Collectively, all of them, no one like, yo, you look at it. It's like, don't, like almost 20 touchdowns, 1900 yards receiving 145 plus catches, like collectively all together. No one's had a better wide receiver year than him. Not that this, uh, not that this Niners team is the exact same as three years ago. Right. But, I don't think the Niners offense looked this good when like Jimmy G was at the helm, right? No. And relatively speaking, it's the same team. You know, they've added Christian McCaffrey. So what am I saying? But like, I, I don't know if you were to just compare Purdy to the guy that he replaced this rant or this Niners offense looks a lot more fun. It's, it's definitely, I would say it's definitely more explosive. Yeah. They have a lot more explosive plays. Um, at the very you know, least different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially that like kind of, uh, um, check motion that the the running backs have been doing a lot. Mm. You know what I mean? Whether it's Debo or whether it's McCaffrey, where they kind of like 
slide over to to the slot, but then come back and then kind of run a route back out. Um, it's it, it, look, it, it's been explosive. So no, you're you're not wrong yeah. at all. I'm pulling up that post with the wide receivers, and it wasn't ESPN. My bad. It was it was Bleacher Report talking about the best years that wide receivers have had, and bro, it's it's ridiculous. Like his numbers were insane. 1,947 yards, 145 catches, 16 touchdowns. Randy Moss in, in 07, he had 22 touchdowns. Right, like there's been Calvin Johnson mm-hmm. almost yeah. broke the record. Well, he broke the record for most yards in a season. But like, bro, 145. Michael Thomas has the most catches in, in the NFL history, but like he was four away from that. Yeah. So like yeah. collectively, all in one no season. one's had a better wide receiver year than him. And I felt, to tie this all to Tyree Kill, Cooper Cup was the best player in the league that entire year. And that's how I feel about Tyree Kill. I think he's start to finish, he's been the best player in the league. He's, he's only had four games under 100 yards. Yeah. Oh, my God. The whole season. And, and let's see, one of, them was, one of them was 88. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, 62. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. But even in those games, in the, you know, in the 88, he still had a touchdown. He had 11 catches. That was versus Philly. So he still he still was making his impact on the game, um, yeah. I I mean I've, I've I've been on it since probably week three. He's been the MVP to me. It's pretty odd though that like of the top ten favorites for NFL MVP, four come or two are in two packs of two. Right? It's it's Christian McCaffrey and Purdy, and then it's Tyreek and Tua. It's like I wonder if there's like a problem with the NFL MVP voting when you can't decide like who's the person that's creating the success. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of weird that we're essentially like coin flipping between, all right, who should we give it to? Christian McCaffrey or Purdy? Or, oh, is it Tua and Tyree? And I understand like there's different levels, but just kind of interesting. It feels like there might be a flaw in the system if that's the case. It sucks that we, if you pick one, it's like you're shitting on the other guy. Yes, which I hate. I hate that. That's always, it's always in any argument, anytime you rank someone, it's like, nah, Josh is dope but that means you suck. Yeah. Right? It's like, that's not the case. Why can't both, like, why can't everyone? Yeah. But again, then we go into the conversation on like participation trophies, you know? So I'd rather have one winner, but it doesn't mean just because one guy won it doesn't mean that the other guy, you have to completely dump on him. Yeah. It's not that the other guy it. didn't do something. Right. Just pick a reason why you think one person deserves the MVP. Oh, yeah. you know, oh, Purdy had to play in worse weather than, Tua did. If that's your reasoning, sure, dude, go sure. go ahead. But I pick the reason because it's a pro thing to the guy that you're voting for. Don't like tear down someone else because you're nitpicking. I feel yeah, like. I guess my reason would be if you take Tyreek off that team, does it really harm that team? And I feel like even though they still do have all the other speed, his you know his impact would be a vacuum. I still feel like if you if you pull him out, it's it's it changes everything. Yeah. Him. Whereas Jalen Waddle, he comes out, he's missed games. Yeah. He comes out, we'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, A-Chain was gone for weeks with an injury. Yeah, didn't matter. We'll Offense be all right. was still humming, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You take Tyreek out, I don't know if they're going to be all right. <laughs> I'm not sure. Either. That's fair, bro. That's fair. And, and I like that take a lot because I think, I agree with you too. I think if Tyreek isn't there. And then the same kind of goes with like a McCaffrey. Yeah, Brock Purdy and McCaffrey, their careers kind of coincided together where McCaffrey goes from Carolina to San Francisco 
Yeah. And they went on that crazy winning streak. Mm -hmm. So let's wrap up. Give me one more. Uh, Last one. Run it back. Eagles, Chiefs. Yeah. Especially right now with both of them kind of, you know, starting to have some of the shine fall off of their season last year. Um, Not that they wouldn't go in as being the favorites, but there would be definitely some detractors. And so for them to kind of rise above that and then do it again, um, all the storylines kind of coming around that, you know, can Andy Reid do it again to his old team? And and Sirianni, you know, is is he the next guy? Like all of those things. Yeah, that one is 19 to 1. Okay. I actually bet this to be the Super Bowl in week six, and I got plus 800. You're getting better Mm. odds now. But again, a lot has changed since then, right? Philly was kind of undefeated or, yeah, yeah they were, they, they were yeah, undefeated. They were undefeated I think. Kansas City was like, had only one loss. It was only Detroit at the time. So things have changed. Watching that Bills-Chiefs game yesterday, I, I think I said it with like, you know, a couple of minutes left in the game to you. I was like, if you were going to bet on one of these two teams to win the Super Bowl, whoever loses this game... It's probably a pretty good choice. Like you probably are going to get a decent number. Whoever was going to lose yesterday's game between the Chiefs and the Bills, yeah, there might be a decent number out there for you. There was going to be changes for sure. The only pushback I'd say is that the road for Kansas City, because they're still leading the division, even though it's one game back of the the Broncos. You know yeah, that? yeah. One yeah, game I, back I saw of Denver, that. bro. I saw that. Crazy. I've been following Denver because I bet them to win the Super Bowl in the beginning of the year. And it was uh, it was one that I said like the Monday after the Super Bowl. So like those videos would be dope to resurface if anything happens and they make yeah. the playoffs. But this uh, this matchup here, man, with, with the Bills and the Chiefs that went down, I think the path for Buffalo would have been way more difficult if they didn't win. And you saw it like now they're 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl and they're 12 to 1 to win the AFC. Where before this game, it was 50. It was, it, got cut in half and it was something I was saying. And sometimes a lot of sports betting is that too. It's like, that's why we bet and gamble because I thought that they could win that game. You might've not. Mm. And it's like, if I like Buffalo to make a run, they have to win this game. I need to bet them now because if they do, then their odds change, right? It was the same thing. It didn't work out when I did the same approach for green Bay last year, they had to win out those games and they, they make the playoffs. They didn't. They lost the last game to the Lions. And then I did the same thing with the Bengals before they played the Niners. 40 to 1 on the team that I said was going to win the Super Bowl from the beginning of the year. I bet them at 8 to 1. And I was like, yo, 40 to 1, I'm going to double down. They win the two games, Burrow breaks his hand. You're like, ah, yeah. there goes that. That's that's just what betting is, bro. Sometimes it's going to work, sometimes it's not. Yep. Your, your Burrow MVP with McCaffrey and Parsons. I was I was really high on dude, that before the season, dude. I know, bro. I was really, and then Burrow started to play well, and like McCaffrey had a really good stretch, and Parsons was part of that like elite Cowboys stretch. Oh, I was I was bought in. Yeah. I was really bought in for a while. <laughs> Fuck, man. Fuck, why'd you bring that up? I'm dude? sorry. That looks so good. They were giving me a cash out too for eight hundred dollars, twenty five dollar bet for eight hundred dollars, and they were allowing you to cash out early. Yeah, there's some sports books that let you cash out your bets. Shoot, cash I don't, that I don't, out. I don't cash out because I don't like wearing multiple condoms. Do you, do you wish you did? I do a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I do a little bit, bro. I wish I would have cashed out. Hey, I didn't know he was going to get hurt. 
<laughs> I didn't know it was going to get hurt. That's a long season, baby. Yeah. That's a long season in football, man. Somebody like, oh, you want that 25 to be 800? Yes, I do. Yes, 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 I do. <laughs> it was it was a good, but GG's, both both teams played hard. Good job. <laughs> we'll try again next year. I'll, I'll, December I'll take my red. Money and We'll, we'll try again next year. I'll take year. my money and run. <laughs> I think those are the most compelling matchups, honestly, man. I think the ones that we mentioned will be the ones that will be the funnest. The only other one that I had in mind that I think would be pretty, pretty cool would be a Cowboys. <clears throat> and it features the Cowboys, right? Which is crazy. But <laughs> Cowboys Chiefs would be dope. That, yeah. that would be. Cowboys that would be. Chiefs would be sick. That, Taylor Swift versus Dallas. Oh God, that would oh. be bonkers. That that would be, but that man, listen. Any, I mean, literally, Is literally Jerry Jones from? Oh no, he's from Arkansas. No, he's from Arkansas. Arkansas. He's from Arkansas. Okay. But like any any storyline involving the Cowboys would spin. Just, I don't even know if we're really prepared for what that world would look like. Because if you really think about it, like you know, the last time the Cowboys won. Were you even alive yet? I was, yeah. Okay, you I was just, born you in ninety one. Yeah. Okay, all right. You were still, you were still fresh out. What, what about, what about my man in the back? Ninety seven. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. So he, he didn't even. He barely, he barely saw Michael. He saw him. You know what I mean? Dad propped him up, but that, that was about it. I told yeah. you, my dad told me that I saw Jordan play live yeah, at yeah, the Garden. Yeah, I but I was like four years old. Like, I was like, bro, that doesn't, doesn't count. count. No, doesn't I can't count. go around telling people no, I got a, to see I'm Mike a, play. I'm a Jordan Wizards guy, unfortunately. Yes, like yes. that's the Jordan I remember. So it's all right. That's he still yeah. was all right. It's not my fault. But um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, like anything with the Cowboys is going to be stupid. Mm. Yeah, I mean, in this society that we're in now, that team's viral when they're bad. I could not imagine. If they're good. Like, like I, I want you to I want you to close your eyes as a Giants fan. Yeah. And really imagine what that Monday mm. would look like if the Cowboys won. I don't even wish to consider it because that right there today, like as a kid. I literally was playing FIFA back on my FIFA grind with my buddy Ralph, big Cowboys fan. He's like, dude, I'm going to send you a picture of me in a Cowboys jersey doing a couple of inappropriate things that I can't mention on the broadcast uh, every day for the rest of my life if they win the Super Bowl. Yeah, like, do you understand, do you understand <laughs> the level be, of trolls? It's going to be bad, yeah. Like, they, they like, it, that's the one thing that we can do for, you know what I mean, that we have is that the Cowboys fall apart. Yeah. If, if that facade cracks, that's like the Red Sox winning. When the Red Sox won, it was like Boston was excited, but the rest of us were kind of sad because it was like you couldn't really sun Boston fans. Yeah, anymore. you couldn't make fun of them. No. Couldn't really make fun yeah. of them anymore. I know. Honestly, I would say the the O four Red Sox win. Yeah. I yeah. actually was kind of stoked. I was like, come back down O three against the Yankees, Ooh. right, and then sweep the Cardinals. Um, the O seven one felt different. Once they won the second one, it it really got old quick because like the Patriots were whooping on people <laughs> around the right. same time. Yeah, right. Celtics had just gotten or were just about to get, you know, KG and Ray Allen. It was just That's like, right. oh, by 07, people were pretty done with Boston. <laughs> I mean, bro, like the Bruins, the Bruins yeah, had were won. really good. And yeah. like the Bruins had just won one. Like, yeah, I don't think we're ready for that. Year. That's why I mentioned if you're a, a, if you're my age and you're a Boston fan, like I got no sympathy for you, bro. You've seen enough championships. Enough for a lifetime. Enough for like five yeah, lifetimes. lifetimes. Yeah. Yo, you know what's crazy? That 04 ALCS mm -hmm. is my number one draft pick for a sporting event I wish social media was around for. 
That's interesting because it was. The, Especially being a New Yorker and the rivalry. Yeah. And like how much on their high horse they were when they were oh, off yeah, 3-0. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good answer. And yeah. and then to come back to be the first team to your nemesis. My my Cubs, my Cubs versus uh uh versus the Marlins with yeah. Bartman. Mm-hmm. That was 03, right? That was that was 03. Cause yeah. that was my that was my sophomore year of college. Yeah, the memes would have been tough. Yeah, oh. that's that like that that's true. Maybe wow. let maybe less Mimi, but Dennis Rodman going to Vegas for 48 hours in the NBA yep. playoffs just yep. Just the idea of like videos surfacing of him at like nightclubs in the middle of bro, even, NBA postseason. Yeah, yeah, bro. What about when he showed up on Nitro yeah. during the finals? <laughs> yep, and didn't, yep. tell, didn't tell the team. Yeah. Say nothing. Just was like, Dennis Rodman's at the building. Like, yeah. what the hell is he, he doing here? He just, he just played, just played Carl Malone. <laughs> Dude, the headline. And bro, Carl Malone ended up appearing. Well, no, that was in the offseason. That was in the offseason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That Carl was in WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> like, Carl was, was like, if I'm going to get paid, I'm going to get paid. Dude, that and like, I mean, there's so many, right? Like, what about like Lawrence Taylor days? Yeah. Lawrence Taylor, my favorite Hall of Fame speech is Bill Parcells. He's like, I told him, the bus leaves at 10 a.m. You better be on that bus. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's all that mattered, man. What happens before is not <laughs> my oh, jurisdiction. Uh, <laughs> 10 a.m. jurisdiction. Yeah. What, about, what about MJ? MJ going to Atlantic City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With his dad. It was with his with dad. His dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Family time. But like <laughs> family, being family time. <laughs> but like being down, like playing yeah. a shitty game, and then he goes yeah. to Atlantic City and then drops 50. Just just because you guys question me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't question me. Don't question me. what I'm That's doing. That's that petty bro. shit you were That's talking about yesterday, shit. dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. There are definitely oh, levels to petty. Bo, this oh, was man. great, man. It was good to have you in the studio. Felt great to be here. I appreciate you guys letting me hop in on this. This is... uh. This place is badass. Yeah. Oh, this place is really, really dope. And I great conversation. I honestly, I'm already like looking at the calendar when I can come on back. Fuck yeah, man. Let's do it anytime. You know, you have an open seat, open invite. Let the people know where they could find you and what you're working on. Absolutely. So you can follow me at Bo Templin uh, on all socials, TikTok, Twitter, uh, IG. And yeah, I think I mentioned, or I mentioned it during the show, but working at Vayner Sports. And so Helping all of our, you know, we've probably got like 130 pro athletes across the MLB, NFL, and the UFC, and I'm helping them with their content. So, uh, Stipe, you know, some of his IG reels, or I'm trying to think like DJ Reed, I work with a little bit here and there. And so helping these pro athletes kind of come up with content and, uh, that's been, that's been the gist of the job and it's been really, really cool so far. I'll be, I'll, I will be out here with 100% certainty for Super Bowl week. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yep. You two got to exchange info because you guys yeah, would definitely, be- Yeah, uh, definitely, Yeah, he said Stipe, and I was like, hold on, wait a minute. I, all right. Yeah, because nope. he, he likes covering some UFC stuff on his show too. Let the people know about your show. Man, the, Josh Williams, the American Fan 365. You can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Please like, share, and subscribe. I did not have the big- guest that I said I was going to have today. I had another one. He just happened to just be big. Uh, shout out, shout out to uh, Cutman Tate for stopping by today. Um, but, uh, but yeah, always, always a good time. Always talking about all different sports. You know what I mean? We'll see. We'll see how that keeps going. <laughs> Josh committed the cardinal sin of uh, content creating. Hey, listen, listen, it's not a sin to me, baby. It's look, what is it? What did they say? Uh, Put it in the atmosphere. Yeah. Not just that, but you know, uh, 
all, all news is good news. Yeah. So, you know, listen. Hey, you can spend it however you want. That's right. I <laughs> just, when, when I tell people in the content space, I'm like, yo, I never say who I'm going to have on the show until I actually stop recording. Well, so like, but then the other side of that though is, especially in our space too, is promoting it, right? Like when, if, if I knew that, you know, okay, cause I could have also had Dr. J on today. So that was also the other one that was kind of in the air cause Dr. J's in town. And so, um, yeah, I mean like to be able to promote that, you know what I mean? It's still good. It's, mm. it's, if you can, even if they don't show up, it is still because it is, it is a relationship. It is yeah. a relationship that you have, you know, and they're saying they're going to be there. Things happen, you know, listen, Boogie, Boogie is busy. What was the best question you asked uh, Cutman Tate? Uh, we, we actually talked today a little bit about, you know, we talked to all sports, but I did ask him, I was asking him like, what are his favorite cities that he's been to, mm. you know, cause he's been to every yeah. continent. And, uh, and so he ended up coming back to his first one, which was, uh, the sky dome in Toronto. And, uh, and so he was there for uh, one of GSP's fights and that was his foray into, you know, working UFC events, getting his hotel room and all that kind of stuff. So he was like that one forever has uh, a special place for him. Cutman Tate was cracking me up because uh, two weeks ago, Clay Guida fought, who's one of our clients. And Guida, I don't know if you've ever seen him come out. He's high energy. I, I've got some. So, so, so I actually, so with Jamal Hill, we actually did a video montage, the three of us, of like fighters coming out to be, you know, to, to cut man Tate. And so when he posted that, I could not stop laughing because I was like, oh my God, this is a thousand percent the real life video. Yeah. Like literally yeah. he was just. Yeah. And like Tate's like. Yeah. Calm down. Calm, dude, I, I got a Vaseline <laughs> on your face, dude. Like all of it. No, no. Literally the moment you say cut man Tate, I'm like, oh, I, I wonder if he thought about like the Quay to Clay Guida that you mentioned GSP. I was at the uh, UFC's Fight Pass Invitational last night grappling event. I was able to give uh, George St. Pierre a little knuckles on his way out. There Fuck it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Dude, that's the only time I did content where I didn't ask a question to a guest. I was doing a show. I was doing a show with Will Blackman, Upsets and Underdogs. Okay. And uh, him and Will actually rehabbed together. They both tore their knees up around the same time. So they were like friends. And then Will just, t 10 minutes before the show starts, I was like, yo, who we got on? He's like, oh, St. Pierre. I was like, the fighter? He's like, yeah. I was like, Fuck off. Why the fuck you didn't tell me that? Like, why, why you, he's like, he's like, oh, George is my boy. He's like, we can have him on whenever. I was like, bro, he's literally the reason why I watched the UFC. Yeah. Like legit. And dude, the whole time I was the most nervous I ever was on a show. And then what was like, yo, you want to ask him anything? I was just like, yo, I just want to say thank you, bro. Oh. Like legit. I was like, yo, you're the reason why now the UFC and then like now I do jujitsu and shit. Like you're the, you're the main reason why I'll never forget the first time I watched the UFC, I was in Cancun for spring break. My one friend was like, yo, whatever we do Saturday night was our last night there. He's like, I got to watch the UFC event. Mm -hmm. And we're all like 18, 19. We're like, bro, we're not going to go fucking watch UFC. We're trying to get chicks. We're yeah, trying yeah. to party. We're Cancun. not going to go. Yeah, it's Cancun, right? Cancun. <laughs> I did uh, the worst thing ever and I was consuming water. And they kept telling us like, don't drink the water in Mexico. No, like, oh, it's not bad. the real water. No, oh, no. Water? Dude, like reckless. I was like young, dumb, and stupid. <laughs> Look like, at us. Like, no, yo. Montezuma's Revenge? Yo. Yeah. So <laughs> you got busted up. Yeah. I got busted okay. up. The toilets were yeah. humming. Trouble. Right. <laughs> so I ended up telling my buddy George, shouts to George. I was like, yo, bro, I'll come with you, man. Like he was hell bent. He's like, yo, I'm going no matter what. And we're like, bro, we're not going to travel to these bars by yourself. Like I'll come with you. So yeah. I went over there yeah. and dude, when GSP came out in the Gi in, I think it was in Canada so also yeah. against mm -hmm. Dan Hardy. 
I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I think, place. I think that's the fight. I think the that's the one said. It might I think be. that was the one that Bro, he was talking crazy. about. That it, is crazy. It might that's be. the one. That ass, it might I, be. I think that's the and one I that he just remember. And like GSP was never uh, a finisher in fighters, but he would just 50, 45 people all the time just take their soul. He had a lot of finishes, but yeah, man, I know he got super sidetracked, but it's crazy because I think it might be that same exact card. I told him, I was like, yo, the bro. Best the best ambassador the sport could have ever had. Yeah, and did it right. And did it right, man. Before we wrap up, big love to the members of the Patreon. We are at 82 members. Let's try to get to 100 by the Super Bowl. Would be nice. Mahul Patel, Abel Rezin, Ben Coetzee, and Christopher Velasquez, Derek Plates, Dylan Chadwick, Jerry Shapiro, Jordan Riley, Mike Stevens, Mike Wozniak, Nick Crummich, and Thomas Robinson. Shout out to Derek Plates, Christopher Velasquez, and also Nick Chavez. You guys have passed the four-figure mark pledging to the Patreon. And to that, I am super grateful. Uh, reach out to me. going to send you guys some goodies for doing that. And support the show at patreon.com slash veterans minimum. You could see now on the screen, if you're watching this on YouTube, we have a $1 tier. So as little as a dollar a month, you can join and support the show. $5 a month is the rookie contract. You get access to the Discord, the betting picks. $10 a month, we do a giveaway. Uh, $20 a month, you get shout outs, merch store discounts. And then the $40 tier, honestly, uh, we're not saying this would be funny. We're kind of a crazy bastard if you're in the $40 tier. And you know what? We, we're crazy bastards too, mm -hmm. right? Like we're crazy bastards and we appreciate you. We got a couple people in there too. So patreon.com slash veterans minimum. And we will catch you guys next time. I'm a gold medalist, bronze like your medalist. So many deer in headlights, but it's bedtime. Hear that supper bell, main course, beat a venison. Death. Most dangerous game. Either kill or be killed.